again to this global online kingdom network my name is shepherd gideon and this is coming to you from the reconciled kingdoms international let's pray father we thank you and we bless your name it is you lord that convicts the hearts of men when Peter stood on the day of Pentecost declaring thy wondrous works and explaining the happenings that the people were witnessing, it was your spirit that was brooding and hovering round the spirit of they that were hearing and were under the voice of Peter. And at the end of the day, they were feeling the priest in their heart because by the activities of your spirit the words which proceeded out of the mouth of your servant resonated with their souls convicting their spirits that the things that they were hearing were truth therefore their willingness to convict and to be changed and be transformed was made a reality we pray for such an experience even as we hear your word. For in you, Lord, is life. But whenever your life comes to us, it comes to enlighten us. I declare that let your people be enlightened, even as you are the light, that they may be in the light as well. In Jesus' name, and we shall say, Amen. All right, so we've been dealing with the subjects, the truth and the ultimate purpose for creation the truth and the ultimate purpose for creation and we've been looking at a subtitle the anatomy of the beginning and the last time i posted was on friday and i was trying to help the people of god come to the realization and the awareness of the beginnings of God how that God began and I touch on a very sensitive subject and today I will take my time and explain 
to the people of God. I am very cautious of every information that I am passing across because one or two people will actually take to heart the things that I say. And if ever I disseminate error, it is going to go a long way to corrupt an entire generation. So we are critical with the information that we pass out and we seek to do due diligence to ensure that we give you the accurate and authentic word from the Lord. The Bible says that we speak of things that we have seen and we preach the things that we have heard. So if you are going to give people a very vivid description of knowledge and understanding, it is required that not only are you supposed to hear or read, but you are also supposed to see. Job at the end of his life said to God that, O oh Lord, O oh God, I only heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen you. Most of the things that are recorded in the scriptures, most of us, we never had the privilege of meeting the authors of the scriptures and the people through which this knowledge was passed through and it was handed down unto us for our learning and for our example. But in every generation, God will always find a people or an individual that he will entrust details that was reserved from other generations to, so that he will share it with the rest of the people. The Bible says how that God sent a word to Jacob, but it lightened upon Israel. By the privilege of the grace of God, the apostles of God, we have not just read about their writings and we have not just listened to their teachings. By the privilege of the election of grace, we have seen them. So most of the things that Paul will write and it's very difficult to comprehend. By the grace of God, we have come to comprehend not because we just read his writings, but we have had a personal encounter with him. Even the things that John will write, we have had a personal encounter with him. And the Lord himself, who of course is the chief cornerstone of the house, we have not just heard him, we have not just read his writings, we have seen him. And the things that we have seen and heard are the things that we want to share with the people of God. Most of the things that Jesus really wanted to say to his people, he was unable to, not because he was not willing to share those information with people, but because the maturity of the people were not to the standard as to which they were qualified to be given such information. So he said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now 
but how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he then will guide you into all truth so when jesus will have an encounter with paul and then he will explain to him that he has been chosen by the election of grace and he has been appointed to both hear and to see the holy one and to receive words from his very own mouth that he should bear witness of the things that he has both seen and then heard unto the gentiles and unto his generation the manifold wisdom of god and even the unsearchable riches that is in christ and the things that are mysteries he is employed to explain and to demystify the mysteries of god so that the people of god will come into what the bible calls a marvelous light that the eyes of their understanding being enlightened they will comprehend with all things what is that glorious power of the gospel of the kingdom of god so paul also when he set out and he began to teach and to preach the things that he had received from god he was also finding the same difficulty that jesus experienced with the people how that it was difficult not that he did not have the information that was up to standard but that the people had not developed themselves to rise to certain levels and to certain standards that it makes it fair to share such information with them so when you are reading the the bible the writings of john the writings of paul and even the statement and the comment that jesus made that were recorded you may be thinking that you are reading very spiritual content of ideas but to your shock and your amazement those things that you find written in the bible are not very spiritual content of ideas they are very carnal content of ideas don't don't rush take your time i will explain what i just said most of the things that jesus really wanted to teach the spiritual things that he wanted to teach the spiritual people he did not teach them because the people were not spiritual as at then and when Paul was also contracted to attempt to finish that assignment, the people that Paul was sent to, the people were not also that spiritual. Now, when we are talking about spirituality, we are not talking about superstitious activities. Spirituality means exalting and prioritizing the word of God above every situation and idea so that is why jesus said it is the words that i speak that are spirits and that are life so real spirituality has to do with the utterances of the christ that is what is called spirituality so since the people had not comprehended much the declarations of the lord jesus it was also difficult for Paul to give these people spiritual content of ideas. So he will have to downgrade the message and then give it in a carnal way 
a natural way of passing on an information so that the people could relate with their level of understanding so when i had these visionary encounters that i was taking into the heavens and i have met the apostles of jesus and during my discussions with the apostle paul and at the commemoration of my assignment when paul will hand over to me a mantle that he carried i was assigned to bring to the body of christ the mysteries that was communicated to these generals of god that time could not afford them the opportunity to hand over to the church i was contracted to try as much as possible and bring people into the knowledge and the understanding of these realities so paul said that the mysteries which i have received by revelation of the christ he said that some of the things that he was shown when he talks about the experience of a man who was taken into the heavens and he was shown mysteries that was unlawful to declare to the sons of men meaning that before you can be given such information you have to graduate from the realm of men into becoming god and the bible says he has predestinated us unto the adoption of sons so god in his mind at the end of your christian experience you are supposed to be not a human being but a god have not i called them gods because all of them are children of the most high so when finally you are promoted and you are graduated into becoming god that is when you can now be given information at the frequency of god so paul when he came into the god realm he will now be given information that only can be distributed among the gathering of gods but now god have considered it fit and meet for us to share some of this information with the people of god so paul will write to the corinthian church and he will express his his difficulty as to how that he really wanted to give the people spiritual information but he could not because the people were not spiritual so paul will write and then he will begin to talk about the things that god have prepared for those who love him but referring to those that love god the bible says that the secret thoughts of the lord will be revealed to those that love him so there is a certain degree of love that a person is supposed to possess and to have and to demonstrate towards god in order for god to qualify you that you are now deserving to receive his secret thoughts so he said eyes have not seen ears have not heard 
it has not entered the heart of men the things that god has prepared for those who love him and then the next verse he says but these things have been made known unto us by his spirit so the things that he's saying that no eye have seen he comes with a contradictory verse that nevertheless there are certain people who have seen those things who have heard those things and in whose heart those ideas have been conceived and then he begins to talk about how that the things of man knows no man except the spirit of that man in him and then he also says that the things of god no one knows except the spirit of god and the spirit of god have searched out all these things even the deep mysteries and the spirit of god have made these things known unto them so in first corinthians chapter 2 verse number 13 let's begin from there i am taking my time because i don't want to rush first corinthians chapter 2 verse 13 let's begin from there so after a person have received the mind of god that is the time that you can comprehend the things that god understands from god's perspective let's read verse 13 of second first corinthians chapter 2 which things also we speak not in the words which man wisdom teacheth but which the holy ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual things so paul was saying that the mysteries that he received it is impossible to teach it in the wisdom of men you can only teach it from the standpoint of the skillfulness of the spirit and as you are attempting to teach these things you are supposed to compare spiritual things with spiritual so that there is going to be a balance in the communication of the mysteries that you seek to give to the people of god that is because he knew that the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit and neither can they know it because it is foolishness to them and then he says that you can only discern these things spiritually because the person who is spiritual has the ability to judge all things but that person cannot be judged of any and then he says that we have known the mind of the lord verse 16 for who has known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ so when you have the mind of christ that is the time you are accredited to instruct the body of christ to instruct the people of god to give to the church the instructions the principles that will lead to ultimate understanding concerning the mysteries of god now let me now explain the reason why i said that the content in the bible is not in its spiritual form let me prove it by scripture first corinthians let's move now to chapter three and let's read the verse one and two 
verse 1 and i brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal even as unto babes in christ i have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto ye were not able to bear it neither yet now are you able so paul is saying that even though he had some spiritual information that he really desired to give to the people of god he could not give those information to them meaning that every information he is giving here is a carnal information it's a natural information he reserved the spiritual content in his mind so in his writings he was always being cautious that he will continually be giving to the people an information that is classified as milk and then he said he wanted to give them spiritual information but the problem was that he diagnosed the people that they could not bear it because some of the information that i'm about to share now this was the same struggle that paul was having the people cannot bear it. they cannot just receive it when paul was defending himself before king agrippa and he was explaining the mysteries that he saw in his encounter with jesus and the things that was made known to him the people now began to say away with this man stone him to death because truth when it is not received by a spiritual person it can be very insulting and it can even turn out to be an abominable thing to say but let's try and inject the spiritual content into the canal and the natural content that you already have in your bibles so that you can come to the fullness of the knowledge of his will in all spirituality and in all manner of wisdom because this was a desire in the heart of paul for the people of god he said that they will know the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding but the problem was the people cannot get the spiritual understanding because they are too carnal and they are still babies but god wants us to grow up into him in all things knowing the things that he knows and understanding the things that he understands that you can see like jesus said in john 10 30 that i and the father we are one we are one in ideas we are one in emotions we are one in decisions we are one in everything that we do that whatever the father knows i know that is the level at which god by the election of grace has brought us into and he seeks to bring the fold of christ into that same reality of existence that you may comprehend with all things sustaining a perfect understanding so let's begin now today i will do 45 minutes because i want to just take my time and walk us through i don't want to rush when you understand it it is more important than for me to cover a vast content of ideas and then you don't understand so having given you these 
notifications and creating this awareness that the writings that you read from the Bible, it is not in its spiritual form. It is in its most carnal and its most natural content. But now, let's share with you the spiritual aspects of these things. Now, dealing with the anatomy of the beginning, we are trying to know step by step. We want to know the, the minutest detail concerning God. Every atom, every element in God, we want to explore it and we want to understand what is called God. So let's start. Let's begin from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Please, I want you to listen with rapt attention and with absolute concentration. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read from verse 51. And we will read other verses as well. Verse 51 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I read. Behold. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. So Paul is trying to show to these carnal people, these babies in God, whom of course he cannot feed with meat, but he has to give them milk continually. He wants to tell them about one of the mysteries that he saw when he was taken into the third heavens but he could not give it to them as it were he will have to downgrade the information but now i am coming to explain to you what was in the mind of paul the reason and the motive behind his writings and his communications of this information so paul wants to show the people of god a mystery how that they will not all die, but they will all be changed. Now, whenever we are, and on this subject, he was teaching on the subject of, of resurrection. Now, most people think that the resurrection is, is an event. The resurrection is not an event that will happen in the future. The resurrection is a person i want you to follow very carefully because i am bringing this into the idea of the beginning the same way i've told you that the beginning is a person the resurrection also is a person jesus said to martha i am the resurrection so the resurrection is not an event it is a person and resurrection mainly has to do with transformation, not creation. Anytime resurrection is at work, its main goal is to commence transformation, not creation. So, whenever something is being resurrected, it is being transformed from a point of death to a point of life it is being transformed from weakness to strength from corruption 
to incorruption, from mortality to immortality. So, resurrection is a person, and the work of that person is transformation. So, God began as the beginning, and the beginning is also the resurrection. Please notice here, it is not an event, it is a person. I want to explain the concept of God starting as a physical being. God, when he started, the beginning of God, he was a physical being. He was not entirely spirit. Now take your time and let me explain. So if the beginning and if the resurrection is a person and resurrection focuses on transformation instead of creation, then it means that when God began, he began with transformation, not creation. Now let me explain the mystery that Paul saw because we have seen these mysteries and we have understood them. Let's now back up and go and read from verse number 44. We are still in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's go and read from verse 44. So God, when he began, God was having a body. Let me explain. Verse 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Paul is explaining the concept of resurrection. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Notice here that it is talking about bodies. It's not talking about spirits. It's not talking about souls. He says there is a natural body. The same way there is a natural body. There is also a spiritual body. A spiritual body. So the concept of a spirit having a body is from scriptures. I'm giving you scriptures here. So God, when he began everything that he will use to create the worlds the earth the planet and everything all these things were a part of god's body it was his own body so god began as a body as a spiritual body god was not a spirit like the air that you cannot see and touch god could be touched so when in the beginning of god in the genesis of god god was tangible god was visible god was physical and god could be touched the things that we have seen what we have heard and what we have handled with our hands we are still dealing with the subject the anatomy of the beginning so god began as a tangible being as a physical being as a visible being why because there is a spiritual body and there is also a natural body 
So both the natural things and the and the spiritual bodies, all these things were the compositional makeup in the body of God. And Nehemiah, your friend, is a natural body and a spiritual body, no. So if you meet God from his beginning, the day God was in existence, God was a visible, tangible, physical being. So there is a spiritual body. Now let's read other verses and then let me explain. Line upon line and precept upon precept. Verse 39. So we will read from verse 39 to verse 43 now. He says, All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of beast animals another flesh of fishes and another of birds so when i say that god was having a body it does not mean he was having a body like like that's the one you are having now so paul is describing the differences in flesh in body the the, the variety of bodies verse 40 he says there are also celestial bodies and bodies celestial when he's talking about a celestial body he's talking about a heavenly body notice that he's not talking about a spirit he's talking about a body there is a heavenly body and there is also an earthly body that is what he calls a celestial body a body belonging to a particular territory and the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another so when he's talking about glory here glory is talking about nature texture so he's saying that the texture and then the nature of the earthly body is different and then the nature and the texture of the spiritual body is also different but all these bodies were united in one personality god the beginning let's read more verse 41 there is one glory of the sun so now he is giving us examples of the celestial bodies the heavenly bodies so he talks about the sun being a body all this while you thought the sun was was not a body but now paul is explaining the mysteries behind creation and the ultimate purpose for creation so the sun that you see is actually a spiritual body it's a body it's not a spirit it's a body he talks about the moon there is another glory of the moon there are people who have visited the moon and they have stood upon the moon the moon is also a body so whenever we are talking about bodies we are not just talking about human beings there are different kinds of bodies so the moon is a body and the nature of the moon is different 
And then he says, and there is another glory of the stars. These stars that you see, they are not just lights hanging there. All these things that you see, they are bodies. And then he says, for one star differed from another star in glory. So the nature of the stars, they are different one from another. But don't forget that all these things, they are bodies. You, you look at the sun and you wonder, why is the sun not falling? Why is the moon not falling? And why are the stars not falling? What is actually holding on to the stars? The Bible says that God upholds all things by the word of his power. Imagine if you are looking at a human being and then his physical body becomes invincible. You will be seeing the, the liver, the intestines, you will be seeing the heart, you will be seeing the kidneys of the person, and in your mind you'll be thinking that they are hanging. They are not hanging. It is only that the physical body have become invincible. So the sun, the moon, the stars, they are all parts of the body of God. They are not hanging. They are actually within the body of God. Only that now God has transformed the physical body into an invincible body. So whenever you look at the sun, you think the sun is hanging. It is not hanging. It is fitted inside a body called the beginning or the resurrection. Verse 42 now. So also is the resurrection of the dead. So now Paul is explaining the dynamic of the reality called the resurrection. Remember and keep in mind the resurrection is a person. It is not an event. I am the resurrection. I am the beginning. So he shows that he says it is sown in corruption. It is raised incorruptible it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power now let me begin now to explain the concepts of god beginning as a physical being a visible being a tangible being that he started let's read from the book of ephesians and i believe our wrapper from there I will continue when next I come. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 28 to 32. I will read verse 32, then we will start from verse 28 and read to verse 32 again, so that you will understand. Notice that these things that Paul wants to teach are mysteries, but the students he is having, they are carnal. So he could not give them this spiritual information. He can only give them the carnal explanation. Ephesians chapter 5, let's read verse 32, then we will back up and we will read verse 28 up to verse 32 again. Let's read verse 32. He says, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So Paul was attempting to teach on the mystery called Christ. That's why he said that you will understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. 
Now, whenever he talks about church, he is not talking about a temple and activities that happens in a temple. Church is a governing body. Church is a political unit. Church is a system of governance. So when Peter discovered that Jesus said he is the king and that he had the kingdom, it was at that time that Jesus said, I will build again my church. Now I'm going to show you the dynamic of that church. The church did not begin as human beings. The church began with the universe. The universe is God's church. That is why the Bible says that the stars, they preach the firmament of the sky. They declare the glory of God. It is the church that preached the message of the gospel. So if the stars, the moon, and the planet are preaching, you are supposed to know that the word church is not limited to a group of people in a small temple. The word church cuts across the entire creation and the universe. So whenever God wants to command ministration, God does not only minister to human beings. He ministers to creation. That's why the Bible says that the endless expectation of creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. So the activities of church cut across just human beings. It transcends creation and every creature. So let me explain this mystery that Paul is referring to. He says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Now let's back up and read from verse 28. Now Paul is communicating to the people of God how that they ought to behave. But he was using the mysteries that he was exposed to, to give instructions to these people. Let's read. Now, everything I'm going to read in the book of Ephesians here, it was not talking about male and female. It was talking about God and creation. It was talking about God and the universe. He says, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Now, remember from the previous verses that I made us read, the moon is a body. The sun is a body. The star is a body. So Paul says men ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He that loved his wife loved himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh. Now remember when he was talking about flesh, he says there is one flesh of the moon, another of the stars. So all these things are flesh. But nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. So he's saying that the same way God loves the church, but the church comprises of the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything. That's why he says, go and disciple nations. He did not say go and disciple human beings. Go and preach unto creation. Verse 30 now. He says, for we are members of his body. 
So he is still referring to the mystery of Christ, that we human beings, we are part of the body of God. So your physical body is part of the body of God. It is not just part of his spirit. It is not your spirit alone that is part of God. Your body is a part of God's body, not his spirit. It is a part of his body. So the earth is a part of God's body. The mountain that you see, it is part of God's body. The waters that you see, it is a body of God. That's why you can point to your chest and say, this is my body. That is why the Bible says, the earth is the Lord's. So the earth is a body of God. Now, let's finish the verse. So everyone loves their own bodies, and they nourish it, and they cherish it, even as the Lord, which Lord? He's referring now to Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The world is not just the earth. The earth is just a part of the world. All the planets that you have heard of, Jupiter, Mars, Uranus, all these things are part of the world. So when he talks about the world and everything in it, he's not just talking about the earth and everything in the earth. And then he goes on to say that, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. So he is now talking about the composition that was in God. The composition of the beginning, we are also made up with those same composition. So when God created man, man was a prototype. Man was an example of what God used to be. We are part of his flesh and of his bones. Were you ever told that God has bones? Or you just think that God is just spirit? Remember, I will come to that point. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, and then the disciples were thinking he was just a spirit. He said, touch me and feel me, for as a ghost do not have flesh and bones as you see me have. So Jesus was saying that he was having flesh and he was also having bones. That the disciples could actually touch him. They gave him fish, he ate it. So God has bones and he has flesh, but the flesh is different. There is one glory of the celestial body, another glory of the terrestrial body. But all these things, they are not spirits. They are bodies that can be touched, that can be felt. It is visible. It can be seen. Though it can vanish and it can appear, it is tangible and it is visible. The anatomy of the beginning so in verse 31 now he says for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh he is not talking about male and female he is talking about christ and then the universe so when did jesus leave his father and his mother 
when Jesus now will come from God, we know that you are a man come from God. What did he come to do? God sent not forth his son to condemn the world, but that the world, the universe through him might be saved. Why? Because the universe is the body of God. So Jesus will have to leave the thought of being just the father, the superior spirit that supersedes everything. And now he will have to come and recover his body. Resurrection now. For this cause shall a man leave his father. So Jesus will have to leave his father. And leaving his mother means he was leaving his spiritual body. He was having a heavenly body that was having a different texture and a different nature. In the book of Genesis, when Adam talks about man leaving his father and his mother and joining himself to the wife, Adam was talking about his spirit leaving the spirit of God and then his body leaving the body of the earth. So the earth was the mother of Adam and then God was the father of Adam. But Adam now was joining himself to a physical being who was having the same body, the same skeletal structure and the same texture that he also had. So that is the same mystery Paul is explaining here that Jesus is leaving the heavenly realms he is leaving his heavenly body so that he can come and join himself to you a human being having this human body because your body is his body it came from the earth the dust of the ground but where did we get the dust of the ground i will show you where it came from and then the two will become one flesh that's why the Bible says he was not ashamed to be called their brethren, for he took on their flesh and he took on their nature. He was having another body, but he decided to come and take your own body as well. Why? Because the body you have, it used to be his body. How did God know that if I put a spirit in a sand, it can become a living thing? That is because he is the resurrection. Anytime you add the spiritual body to the physical body, it becomes a living soul. Whenever you separate the spiritual body from the physical body, it becomes dead. That's why the Bible says, and Adam became a living soul. So the body of Adam that was made from the dust of the ground, it was already a soul. It was a dead soul. But now when the spiritual aspect came and joined, that marriage that was happening, the marriage ceremony between the spirit and then the body, then it becomes a living soul. God has always possessed a body, he has always possessed a soul, and he has always been a spirit. Now verse 32 now. So Paul now have to tell the people that this is a great mystery but i speak concerning christ and the church so what he wanted to teach you see that he cannot give them this spiritual information because the people are carnal people so he is giving them milk so the next verse he would then say okay but nevertheless let a, a man and then the woman so love themselves and then let them submit themselves to one another he was not talking about male and female. He was describing the mystery 
how that God was a physical being, a visible being, and all the universe was the was part of his makeup. This is a great mystery. So I am ending here for today. Let me explain one more thing. When God began, everything that you can see, the Bible says he breathed the stars into being. Where did it come from? It was part of his body. The same way, uh, now when we say there are certain particles that are free woman. Some particles no body and the Bible says God breathed the stars into existence. Where did it come from? It came from his body. That is why he says, In him all things consisted. The stars were bodies, it was not something invisible, it was visible, but it was in another nature, it was in another kind, in another form. When it was in the body of God, it was not called a star. But when he brought it out, then he called it the stars. So this, your Bible, is just giving you a little information about God. The Bible just talks about the heavens and the earth. What about the other planets? Who created the other planets? Who created Jupiter? Where did Jupiter come from? We are showing you the truth and the ultimate purpose for creation. So when next I come, I will continue from here and then I will show you why God decided to become invincible entirely. And what did he do with his body? Now let me explain a mystery that is in the book of John 3.16 to you. When we read this Ephesians, he says, So ought a man to love his own body as Christ loved the church. Now, in John 3 16, it now tells you that for God so loved the world. Why is God loving the world? That is because the world is his body. And he cannot give the world to the devil to run it. He cannot sit down and watch the devil control his body. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So this is how that a man is leaving his father. And he is joining himself to his wife. The wife of God is the universe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the world that God loved, the world is not human beings. Human beings are a little fraction and a little part of the creation of God. Human beings are just in, inside the earth. But the world is more, much more than the earth. The earth is a small part of the world. So God had realized that demons and the devil now was controlling the earth the devil was controlling the sun the moon and the stars that is how come the devil could even use the the, the lightning to kill the children of job the devil could use tender to kill 
and the lightning, the tender, the stars, the moon, the sun, all these things are part of the body of God. It is God's body. So God loves his own body so much. And Paul is trying to explain that mystery here. That is how a man is supposed to love his own wife, like his own body, the same way God loved the world, his own body. The mountains was part of God's body. So when God began, God was not invincible. God was visible. God was tangible. God was physical. But the glory and the nature of his body, the flesh, it was in another class and in another form. When next I come, I will then take time and explain bit by bit. And then I will show you why God now would decide to create the heavens and the earth. And what were the raw materials he used to create the heavens and the earth. But I will not just talk about the heavens and the earth because that the heavens and the earth is not the only creation of God. There are other things planets there are stars there are galaxies who created those ones what did he use to create it how did he do it stick and stay on this platform and we will give you ancient knowledge and wisdom that will help you to comprehend the fullness of god this has been the truth and the ultimate purpose for creation and we are dealing with the subtitle the anatomy of god remember the resurrection is a person the beginning is a person and a person has a body it has a soul and it has a spirit you cannot be a person without these three things an intellect emotions and the will my name remains Shepherd Gideon until I come your way again next time. This is the Reconciled Kingdoms International. I love you all and bye-bye.